Welcome back to Left, Right, and In Between. I'm your host, Maddie Bichelle, and today my guest is Logan Boomer, who's an incoming, coming, incoming junior. Incoming junior. Yes. Yeah. So, um, sorry, we took a little <laughs> hiatus, only because I had my first week, second week of school was this week, and I couldn't oh, balance on. it all. I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> I know, I'm already, like, so much schoolwork, it's insane. I was talking yeah. to a teacher, and she was like, how are you? And I'm my advisory teacher. And she, she was like, do you have a lot of work? I'm like, I have so much work. And she's like, your teachers aren't supposed to give you that much work this first two weeks. I'm like, they didn't listen. Yeah. They warned us. They were like, we're going to be giving you a lot more work this, this, uh, this semester. Oh God. Mm-hmm. I really, I really hope they don't, but you know. I know it's, just, it's, ugh, it's so stressful already. Um, so I feel like these past two weeks have been very eventful. So there's a lot to cover. Yes. Um, on my last episode, I think what just had happened was Kamala Harris had been no- announced as the vice presidential nominee. So uh, for Joe Biden. So I will we will cover that today. But I want to start out with the Postal Service, because I think that was a huge thing that was happening over the last few weeks with um, removing the mail sorting machines and mailboxes because Trump is so afraid of voter fraud through um, mail-in by uh, voting by mail, even though we know that voting by mail has existed for a very long time and has never proven to be an unsafe way of uh, voting. So what, what's your opinion on vote by mail and what's been happening with the postal, the postal service and um, the post office? Yeah. Um, like you said, literally voting by mail has been around since the Civil War. It was used during the Civil War for um, troops to be able to vote while still being in service. And, um, you know, it's like, it is very clearly voter suppression. And it's been proven over and over again that although vote by mail, one thing I hear a lot of people who are against vote by mail say they go, oh, it's the most prevalent type of voter fraud, which is true. But um, in a study from, or like a database, you know, uh, created by News 21, which is a national investigative reporting project that tracks cases of election fraud, 491 cases of absentee ballot fraud, which is vote by mail, were found from 2002 to, from 2000 to 2012 which is a period in which literally billions of votes were cast and only 491 cases, which is less than 0.0001%. Like it's, it is really outright voter suppression. And it's, you know, it's doing more than that as well. It's like, one thing that I also hear a lot is when you talk about the postal service being shut down, it really shows you a lot of the hypocrisy that can come from the current um, government and specifically the current climate within the Republican or conservative party. Um, They'll say, you know, it's sort of the same argument where it's like they're pro-life when it comes to abortion, but they're not pro-life when it comes to illegal immigrants or black people getting murdered by police or the death penalty. Um, (laughs) And this is the same way. It's like, oh, we really care about our veterans. And the USPS, the United States Postal Service, is the number one employer of veterans nationwide, number one employer of veterans. It is 
it delivers medicine to veterans and to people with mental health issues. Like I, I get my meds through USPS. I need, um, same. Yeah. I need the postal service for that reason. It delivers like the USPS is such a core part of America and it has been around for so long. It is one of the reasons it is one of the things that makes America actually really cool. Like it is something that <laughs> is really important and it's, it's really funny how, in my experience, Republicans will be all like, oh, they're uh, oppressing our free speech and our right to vote by letting people vote by mail. Which doesn't make any sense because and so it's they're just taking, voting. Yeah. The, what, no, the, the hilarious thing is like they're saying that we're oppressing their right to vote by having vote by mail. And so they're taking away vote by mail, which is oppressing people's right to vote. Like, you yeah. know, in rural, in rural places, there are people who have been absentee, uh, getting absentee ballots for years just because they're not near a polling place. Um, and especially during this election with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, it's just not safe for a lot of people to go to polling places. I just think it's, it is... It is utter silliness. But I know that, yeah, it's just, it's so obviously voter suppression and it's crazy that people still support that. And like you said, there's so many hypocrites out there that are people that are like, oh my God, um, we can't, we can't have any voter suppression. This election has to be completely, has to be completely, um, perfect and it must show exactly there can be no fraud. Yeah. There could be no fraud, but at the same time they're committing an act. They're committing an act of voter suppression it's, exactly and yeah. it's so it's so in, insane and also like you said the post office is more than just the post office like we have it's I, not I just reading, for voting yeah and what i saw today obviously mail and um when i saw today was this person who lives in a poor neighborhood was talking about how they use it as a bank like they have poor neighborhoods get you know i don't know the specific term but like forms of money and vouchers and food vouchers from yeah. the postal welfare service checks too. welfare checks exactly so welfare like, checks it's are so... delivered through the usps like it's people are just it's so obvious it's so clear where their loyalties lie and it's not with america it's not with the general public it's not with the people they say they're trying to protect it's with themselves i it's with nobody other than them and their immediate um like their immediate family and in in circle if that makes sense like it's very clear that they're like oh we want to protect our veterans but they don't because they are continually messy like screwing over the veterans and Oh, we want, we don't, we're not racist. We love black people. We love black indigenous people of color. There are, I'm not even going to get started on that. That'll, that'll be a later topic. But like, no, it's just, yeah, it's very it's, clear that Republicans in speci- in my own personal experience have very clear, um, selfishness that is veiled under some sort of weird guise that it's like it's for my country when it's really just for themselves 
Yeah, I feel like Americans are definitely some of the most selfish people you'll find because you can see, you can just see that with like, I mean, I've talked about this before with the coronavirus pandemic and the fact that we have a country that just (laughs) does not have it under control at all versus other countries would have it, which have it under control because other countries were respectful of other people and decided to wear masks and like respect the fact that there's a pandemic going on, but Americans just want to deny it exists because we have this like sort of idealization about our country that it has to be perfect and that we're we're the greatest on earth. Like, I think there's the first step to becoming a better country is realizing that we have flaws and we need to fix those and that Trump isn't helping with that. So yeah, it's just, it's just so selfish to had to be removing mail ballots like the fact that uh, mail sorting machines because because they think that there's gonna be voter fraud when really it's just gonna make it harder for people to vote because mm-hmm. people can't because of the pandemic there will be you don't want to go out to a polling place there is you are causing more voter fraud by getting rid of exactly <laughs> absentee voting and just, i feel like yeah. what what trump hasn't done is present a solution besides taking these mailboxes and mail machines away like he's like oh there's gonna be voter fraud if we do mail-in voting but i'm not gonna give you another option to vote you have to go to a polling place like if he opened up more polling stations or if he had some sort of plan to besides just voter suppressions it's just him taking away mailboxes and and not actually helping the voter fraud problem at all so yeah it's just it turns into this whole what like, it's just, it's baffling to me. It's very, it's a very polarizing issue. And I think it's bringing out, like, it's just sh- really, like, bringing to the surface a lot of the problems with America and specifically the Trump presidency and really bringing to light very clearly no gray area, like, black and white, absolutely under a microscope just selfishness and hypocrisy which is just it's baffling to me that some people don't see that and are like yeah i hate the oh it's so hard for me not to swear it's so ingrained in my blood it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um but there are basically people just being like yeah if the post post office like we don't care because we're gonna go to a polling place and our vote matters and that's the only thing that counts like you know yeah we will be counted, and that's all that we care about. Not anyone else. We don't care about an actual fair vote. We just care that what we we get what we want is exactly the general vibe. And it's okay. it's not a good vibe. <laughs> this is why we need to vote Trump out. Um, our next topic has to do with probably the biggest thing that's happened um, in the past week, which was the murder of Jacob Blake who was a 29-year-old African-American man who was shot in the back seven times by police officers in Kenosha. And um, he's actually alive, but paralyzed from the waist down. And he was actually just trying to get into his car. Um, and he had his kids in the car. I think he has three, three kids in the car. And it's just appalling because it's just like repeating history with what happened with George Floyd. Like this, now we're protesting again. Uh, but it's like, why can't... Why can't these police officers and everyone just take a hint that we're sick of this? Yeah. So kind of like, (laughs) what is the show about our country right now? And what is your opinion on everything that's happening with Jacob Blake? So 
one thing that has really stuck out to me throughout this whole situation is a lot of people really like grasping for ways to justify this mm-hmm. and justify this um, shooting. It's I hear a lot of like, oh, well, he sexually assaulted a 14 year old girl. Which, Which by been, the way, by yeah, the way, I true. have not seen any, and I've seen this everywhere because there's a specific person that I saw, I'm not going to call names, um, had kept posting about this. And I was like, where are you getting this information? So I looked up Jacob Blake rape case and nothing came up. There were like four news sources. It was like the Milwaukee County news. Like, I'm not even kidding. It was just these tiny, tiny, like binging news. I was like, where, why are you using these news sources? Where this, where is this coming from? TikTok? Like, insane. And even then, if you click on those news sites, it's like, oh, he was falsely accused. Right. So it even, I I love how also, (sighs) this is another thing. This is another example of like really strong hypocrisy is people, (laughs) Republicans are like, why are you always believing women? Like, what if a man is falsely accused? And then a man is falsely accused and they're not like they it's so obviously they don't actually care about anyone. They don't care about the exactly. It's a black victim. man. So they must it's have a black man. Person. So, yeah. So it has to be real. Like it's, you know, it's so obvious that y'all just hate anyone who isn't exactly like you and shares your exact same like I don't know. I get really pressed when I think about just how hypocritical and how just outlandish Republican beliefs are. Um, And specifically the Trump presidency is perpetuating and making seem normal. Like, I know it's, it's like Republicans and a lot of conservatives are like, oh my God, we're so oppressed because you don't let us think what we think. We're like, we're letting you think what you think, but then you're being attacked for what you think because it's wrong and not attacked. I mean, like, you're not called out. I'm just being called out. (laughs) You guys like you're being called out for your wrong opinions. (laughs) You guys want like an extermination of black people. Like, I know. Where's the mental disconnect? I don't understand. But again, going back to Jacob, like, I'm just I'm getting off topic. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, first of all, it was never, ever proven that he was, he sexually assaulted a minor. That was completely false and made up. Um, and he, a lot of people are also saying, as a justification or whatever, that he didn't comply with police, mm-hmm. which, by the way... Like, I saw a post about this that just I thought was so smart was, um, like, you aren't complying when, with police when they bust you underage drinking because you run away, like, at a party, you run away. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, if you do a hit and run, that's not complying. Like, you know, and just because he wasn't complying, he was doing the exact same thing. He was just sort of... and. By the way, he wasn't violent either. He was just sort of walking away. He was just walking away. He wanted to get in his car and leave. And that resulted in a, like, you know, an attempted murder. Like, they Mm -hmm. shot him in the back seven times. He survived, but that is not what they intended. They did not intend for him to survive. When you get, like, pulled over for speeding, you don't expect to get shot seven times if you run away while the cops come and bust your party for underage drinking you don't get 
you don't expect to get shot seven times. And I hear people that'll be like, well, what crime was he committing? Because those are really different. Like those are really normal crimes. He was breaking up a fight. He was breaking up a fight between two white women, which um, was the neighbors called the police because it was very loud. Um, and I believe that they thought that someone was in danger, but I, I think he was just like, I think genuinely from the just factual standpoint, he was breaking up a fight between yeah. two white women. That and was because, his crime. And because he's African-American and because he's a black man, um, obviously the police officer thought that it was he was doing something wrong or that he was probably trying to attack the women when he was literally doing a harmless crime as the, I mean, not even a crime, but that's what obviously the conservative side of it thinks it was a crime. And there was absolutely no reason for him to get shot. He was going into a car with his children. So his children watched him get shot. And his wife. And his wife. His children and, and his wife. And that is just, I mean, horrific to like be a child and watch your father get brutally attacked for doing nothing but trying to help. And just, it's just, People have like these horrible justifications for it, like that there was a gun in the car or that he was going to get a gun, which is also proven false. There is no gun. They found a knife um, in his car, but there was no facts at all that he was going to get that knife. It was just a knife. Here's There's also the thing, like having a knife in your car. I see <laughs> white teenagers. I'm not even, I know that we're gonna probably gonna talk about Kyle later, but oh, we're gonna you know, talk, we'll He talk was about carrying Kyle. around an AR-15, an AR-15, and the police that he actually didn't even threw him a bottle it. of water and said and thank asked you. If he wanted, asked if he wanted Burger King. Yeah, they like dead asked if he wanted Burger King, and he's 17 years old holding an AR-15, which is illegal. He wasn't allowed to have that gun, but he was white. So it was justified because um, and apparently when Jacob he shot Blake people was, with self-defense. Yeah. Jacob Blake didn't, he wasn't wielding a knife. He wasn't reaching for a knife. He was getting in his car to drive away. This has been proven. This is like police statement or whatever. Um, he, there was just a knife in the car. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just insanity. The amount of people trying to justify this attempted murder just because this was a black man like it's history just keeps repeating itself over and over and over yeah um, it doesn't make sense as to why people need to justify it like where in your brain does it click like i i don't understand as a person to be like where in your brain it goes oh this man must have there must have been a reason why he was shot like there, there has to be a reason I have to justify myself. I have to justify him being a bad person. I have to make up these rumors about sexual assault just so that I can make it seem that like he was, it was justified. Like, I don't understand what's the point. There is yeah. no point. It's just causing more chaos. It's just being, it's literally, it's racist. And it's just showing how, how systemically racist these police officers are and how we need to defund the police and we need to arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, which, is, they, which still hasn't happened. And, like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's insane. History keeps repeating itself and we keep proving that, like, half of us care by going out, you know, and protesting. And instead of getting 
anything to change. We're just getting the exact same over thing over again. Yeah. Well, I think part of that, this is going to be controversial, but like hearing you say, you know, sort of like, you know, defund the police, arrest the cops to kill Breonna Taylor. I've seen a lot of, and don't worry, I'm not like, I, you're literally holding a political podcast. I'm not being like, you're actually a performative ally, but like, you know, I've seen a lot of performative allyship and a lot of performative activism, which has made a lot of the movement feel like it's lost its meaning, uh-huh. which I think is why we're seeing less and less change is we see, you know, just random like 15 year old girls with like a cab in their bios posting yep. bikini pictures and just like they're writing like, hashtag Brianna Taylor on their Nike Air Forces or whatever. And it's it just feels all very performative and it feels like you are taking it it feels like honestly you're whitewashing the movement, if that makes honestly, sense. Honestly, I, I totally understand. I think that like it was it was just like this full force thing after George Floyd was um murdered and Brianna Taylor was murdered where everyone was like posting on their stories and on their instagrams and blackout tuesday and then it just disappeared and now you and see, like, like you said it's just a cab in someone's bio or someone posting every other day about yeah. it's just yeah it, nothing changes because these people don't really care they just want to act yeah. like they care because they don't want to be shamed for not caring if that makes sense yeah there is no i saw this like there there are three categories that someone can be is actively racist passively racist and actively anti-racist yeah there is no such thing as passively anti-racist like there just is no such thing as passively anti-racist if you are not fighting the fight you are being a bystander and in this case like there are some situations where you are an innocent bystander, this is not one of those cases. This is a case, like, because it's so systemic and it's so ingrained in society and all that, you know, like, there's no way to be an innocent bystander. You just have to be either fighting against it or you're part of the problem. And I see a lot of people who sort of know that, but aren't really willing to put in the work and Mm -hmm. be uncomfortable And also, this is just sort of getting into another thing. I think because I think a lot of people, a lot of white people are for some reason feeling like this uh, this is going to take power away from them and take them out of the spotlight, which, A, that's not what the Black Lives Matter movement is about. It's not Black Lives Matter, White Lives Don't Matter. We're going to, like... I'm not hearing any black people saying, oh, we're going to like, we're going to cleanse the universe of white people. No. Like, I don't know saying that. I just hear like deeply like oppressed and I don't, there's no words for how baffling this is to me. It's literally black people are just asking to be treated as if they matter. They're asking for the bare minimum. And I see white people being like, but I want to be in the spotlight. Like, everyone is just so... It's another example of how ingrained selfishness is into American culture is everyone is so afraid of their things being taken away. Like, self 
selfishness and greed is just so deeply ingrained in American society. Everyone is terrified that, um, like, because someone else has something good, that means they're not going to have something good anymore. And even then, like, they're not even willing to, you know, that gets into, like, the whole billionaires shouldn't exist. Jeff Bezos could end world hunger, but he just chooses not to. Exactly. Like, I mean, you know, billionaires shouldn't exist. That's, that's a whole different thing, but they really should not. <laughs> that's a whole other thing, but it gets, yeah, it gets into the sort of yes, same argument I, as, like, you are so worried about doing a good thing because it means that you have to give up a little bit of something. Yeah. Like, doing the right thing means that you have to sort of work a little bit and give up a little bit of something so that other people can have good things happen to them and you're so concerned about not giving up anything and keep like grasping onto every penny that you have and grasping onto every ounce of societal favoritism in terms of white people like I don't see you know in the media and in terms of like job hiring like white people are so much more um favored in job interviews and are so much more likely to get a job like it's just it is baffling to me that this movement has sparked a lot of but what about me when it's literally asking for the bare minimum and i think that that's showing especially with people like saying defund the police a cab Arrested Killers of Breonna Taylor, which, by the way, this is just, I, I know I'm just rambling right now, but hopefully this all, um, you'll be able to pick the pieces of it that makes sense. <laughs> yes. But, um, no, don't worry. It's all very, it's all very, very important to be said. So I think. Yeah. It sounds it's just society in America and culture in America has ingrained the ideology that greed and selfishness are normal and important if you want to survive and have good things happen to you. Just because you lose some money or don't get a job or blah, 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 blah. Like just because you are equal to someone else and not above them does not mean that your life is over. It means that you are giving other people a chance to like, I just, it is baffling to me that people would rather see others suffer and like just so they have a better chance of getting more money or getting to be a part in a TV show or like say, you know, it's just, it's. I think white people, (laughs) white people have so much and we have so much privilege. I, I don't understand how other white people, unlike us, which obviously we're, we care and we're trying to make a difference, but there are people out there that are white that just, or, you know, just don't believe in giving up, like what you said, a piece of what they have, like, you're not suffering. You don't, you're not putting yourself in danger by going out there and protesting because, I mean, maybe you'll get tear gas, but like, you're not really putting yourself in danger by trying to take a stand because you're white. And no matter what, you're going to have that embedded privilege of being white. 
it's not like you're a black person standing up and saying that black lives matter because then there's obviously a risk because there's so much racism but being an ally and saying being white and being able to recognize that there's racism and that the black lives matter movement is important and that systemic racism exists is the first step and then obviously you have to just realize that you're not really sacrificing anything by trying to yeah like it may seem like you're sacrificing something like if but you're, you're really, not but you're not you're not you're not losing anything you're just helping other unless people. you are actively racist and you're sacrificing being racist yeah right and by the way if you're gonna sacrifice anything um that's a that's a great that's a great one so yes i would totally if anyone's anyone's looking if any uh racists are looking for things to give up for lent um i don't know when (laughs) lent is uh lent i think we have a while i think it's in april or march but you know for any any let's just fast track that let's just Yeah. yeah if you're for any reason Looking to sacrifice anything. Racism. It's, it's, it's great. Doesn't, <laughs> thing to get anymore. rid of. Um, yeah, it's just, we're so, society is so messed up and so racist. And I just, I hope that one day we will all be able to realize that we're not saying white lives don't matter. We're saying that everyone needs to be treated equally. And I feel like it also connects to like, um, pride and sh- and people trying to like push straight pride they're like oh <laughs> gay people yeah. are like they're they're trying to be they're trying to like push their sexuality onto us they're trying to like yeah. take over i'm like no they're not they're just trying to be appreciated and because what they're doing also, is like not wrong <laughs> what i think about that as well the people who say that gay people push their sexuality on you oh my god and make it their whole personality are the same people who will wear full american flag outfits and have trump cardboard cutout standees right and so hmm, like i wonder what you're pushing <laughs> yeah what are you pushing what are you making your whole personality like <laughs> if you have trump not- 2020 in your bio and you're also saying that gay people push their sexuality on you um i think you have some sort of hypocrisy there because you're also pushing trump so it's it's just it's so wrong um i want to skip to kyle rittenhouse only because i think that connects to jacob blake and obviously we mentioned kyle before but kyle rittenhouse is a 17 year old uh boy no he's not a man he's a boy who was carrying (laughs) around an ar-15 which is a semi-automatic rifle um illegally walking through a protest for Jacob Blake, because obviously people are back up and protesting again, because rightfully so. Um, and yeah, like you said, the police offered him Burger King and gave him a water and said, thank you for carrying an assault rifle around a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, yeah. And he ended up, I think, shooting, what, like three people, was it? And yeah, um, and I think he killed two. He killed two. He is now being charged with first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree reckless homicide, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, and two counts of first-degree recklessly recklessly endangering safety. Um, He also, there were um, things that said that on his TikTok, he had Trump in his bio and said, blue lives matter. So, like, this is just the opposite this is like the epitome of american of white america that it's him he's a front he was at the front row i don't know why i said front page he was at the front row of the uh tulsa rally oh yes uh, if i remember correctly 
There's I think a, it, people were saying it was the RNC, but it was the, it was the Tulsa rally. I he think was it was the Tulsa rally, yeah. Because he couldn't have been at the RNC if he'd just been arrested for murder. Just like there are people trying to justify um, Jacob Blake's attempted murder, we also see people trying to justify Kyle Rittenhouse's murder of two people yeah. by trying to say that it was self-defense, that like some guy threw plastic at him or something and he had to go kill him. Um, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because yeah i don't know about oh my god i don't know about i don't know about you but i have never wanted to murder someone that threw something at me no i haven't either it's so insane the fact that he had an an ar-15 in in the first place shows just how how much we need gun control because yeah you can walk around i don't know is kenosha where is that I think it's in Wisconsin. So, which is, you know, Wisconsin. Um, The fact that, like, you can walk around with a semi-automatic rifle in general. I mean, yes, it was was illegal because he's 17. But the fact that you can get one in general is just appalling. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be at anywhere, not just a protest, walking around and see someone with a rifle. I'm very lucky to live. We're very lucky to live in Los Angeles where people don't typically carry around um ar-15s but the fact that first of all a kid would want that in general also it just shows that like he's going to a a black lives matter protest with the gun so he definitely has like the intent of Mm -hmm. causing you know um, pain or chaos or whatever which just shows that like these people are these are the same people the same republicans trump supporters that are preaching our i mean our our constitution and saying that like we have the right to protest and own guns if you're saying that we have the right to own guns which is in which is in the bill of which second amendment then you're also um you also should be able to say that that people have the right to protest which is in the bill of rights so if you're gonna walk around with a gun and then go and going to a protest then you're basically saying that oh these people shouldn't be allowed to protest but i'm also allowed to hold a gun which is just so hypocritical like you said before again with the hypocrisy and the selfishness that's literally what it all boils down to i cannot it's just it becomes repetitive at a certain point i've i genuinely you know i've met people who are sort of more conservative leaning and more right leaning in general but and and those people would never call themselves conservatives they're like oh i i'm a democrat but like i don't really believe in xyz blah 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 and those people are fine like you know what believe what you want to believe live your life however you want to live but what I've noticed is over the past four years during the Trump presidency, specifically the conservative slash Republican Party has become so toxic, so polar. It's it's very much like every man for himself. Like it's but, just like the capitalism yeah. thing too. <laughs> don't get me started oh i know God. i know it's just obviously we know capitalism is all about every man for himself so we it just yeah. kind of relays out of economic into just personal life and i understand there are republicans out there that don't have these views or anything but you also can't say that even if you're a republican and you don't believe in that that the majority of your party does doesn't like yeah. you have to admit the fact that 
a lot of the Republicans out there are corrupt. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's important to also like have calm discussions about this mm-hmm. because I'll be talking to someone on like either on the phone or on TikTok. Like I was talking to my friend Ava's dad the other day, mm-hmm. and um, he was just he kept cutting me off. And was like yelling at me as I was just sort of trying to calmly explain my stance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hung up the phone and my dad was like, you want to know what's sad? He just fought over the, fo- he just angrily fought over the phone with a 16 year old and lost. Right. <laughs> like like they, these people just think they need to yell. Like I think it's so yeah. important to have civil discussions. Yeah. And they're like, if you're willing to have an open discussion with me, I'd be willing to talk. And then you're like, I don't think that, uh, lynching should be legal. And they're like, how dare you say that snowflake? Like they get all pressed. It's so, it's so angry. There's that uh, Republican TikTok thing going around. I don't have TikTok, but I've seen this on Instagram where it's that guy dressed like a, a cowboy walking around and it says something like, like, um, I'll take you outside to fight you. But it's always about like, oh, I think that you say POV, you're a Democrat and you say to a Republican, um, cancer patients shouldn't have to pay pay bills for chemotherapy. And then like it, it, so it's just, there's so much surrounding that and people getting so angry when I think it's just so important to just civilly talk about that because you can find common ground and then you can teach people they're wrong without yelling at them or teach people or lose a battle um, by yelling at at them. You know, I've definitely been radicalized over the years. I, you know, sort of grew up just consuming the media that was in front of me for a while I was very like I was super iffy on abortion for a while Mm -hmm. and I I was super iffy on the death penalty for a while I was like well if these people are like killing everyone and you know they're unborn babies but then you know you get educated you have open discussions and I'm really really glad I did like I I am now really really politically active um and think it's I'm just really grateful that I was able to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and learn from the people around me rather than just like saying I wanted to have those conversations and then not doing it yeah I don't know yeah exactly there's a certain certain thing that I'm trying to say that I think is implied but I can't really put words to it I I get it (laughs) I understand I want to kind of finish off. I think, yeah, we we've been here, yeah, for at least thirty minutes. I should, um, I should get my, I should get my uh, chores done soon. Yes, but, so we're gonna uh, finish off with just one last thing about Kamala Harris and yes. kind of what you think about Kamala as a candidate because I haven't been able been able to talk about this yet. Um, we didn't have time in my last one, so I know you've posted about you know Kamala not being the necessarily the one that we wanted, but we're gonna vote for Biden anyway. So what's your kind of yeah. opinion on Kamala Harris? I personally am not the hugest Kamala fan. Um, I think that she's fine. Like, I I think that she was the very obvious choice. Yes. And, I, like, I don't think that he could have picked anyone else, really. I've he- I hear people say they wanted rice more, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that was realistic. I just, I think that... Yeah. Um, I think that Kamala is the really, the only real option. Um, And I don't love her because, you know, she made her career off of 
incarcerating, systemically incarcerating black and brown people for nonviolent drug crime, which is, um, you know, not great, not a, not a great start. But I do think that she's better than someone who literally is like, I'll happily retire after my eighth term as president. Like, I don't care anymore. I don't care who the candidates are. It could be, um, the candidate could literally be Patrick from SpongeBob. And I'd be like, yeah. yep, you well, have my vote. Patrick like, 2020. <laughs> I feel like he'd even be better than Kamala as a VP. Um. <laughs> for sure he lives <laughs> under a rock I mean yeah. Um, yeah I think that obviously I was like I wasn't um I, didn't I was know disappointed but not surprised I yeah no I wasn't surprised I'd obviously listened to a lot of news and podcasts if everyone was like it's gonna be Kamala Harris she's a woman and Biden promised that he was gonna choose a woman for his VP and she's uh, of color she's um half Indian half um, African so she you know is she is definitely a person that like the representation wise the person that I'd want because I think that's great to have a woman as our vice president and have like the yeah. second in charge and um, I do agree I mean obviously I agree with like a lot of her stuff um, she's very pro like DACA and I mean I yeah. think her, her opinions on Medicare were a little bit weird but she's yeah she's fine I think she's fine I think she's a she good seems balance to with fluctuate Biden. a little bit she seems to fluctuate a little bit between her opinions, which is another thing I don't really love about her is she seems to like a little bit in the same way Trump does. And in no way am I comparing her to Trump. I love her so much more than Trump. Like I genuinely <laughs> yeah. love her more than I love Trump. Like it, like more than I like Trump, you know, but yeah. she, her opinions seem to fluctuate a little bit based on who she's talking to which I don't really love, but I understand why. And I, you yeah. know, I do the same thing where it's like, if you're getting confronted by someone very angry, you can tend to get a little bit in your own head, which mm -hmm. I don't think is something that I would want in a vice president. Yeah. Like, but you know what? I genuinely, she has a lot of really good and really smart policies. I think that her and Biden will just like, I, <laughs> what's the thing I saw? It's like, uh, let Biden be your rebound. Like, you just <laughs> yeah. got out of a toxic relationship. With Donald Trump. With Donald Trump. And now you just need another, you just need an in-between date until you figure out that you like women, actually. So, yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that so and then much. We, and I then we get AOC, hopefully. Oh, my God. That's, that's my dream is when I vote. That's um, my dream. Is I get to vote for AOC. Um... Yeah, I think Kamala Harris is definitely decent, and I think that she'll do, you know, what we want her to do. Yeah. And, yeah, I think I think that's where we're going to end it. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. I know we got a late start. Um, you can it's go do good. your chores now. Um, Thank this you has so been much for having me. I hope I made sense. Yes, you did. And I thought a lot of what you said was very very like needed to be said and very coherent and very good um yeah Thank this you. has been left right and in between that airs every week what should be every week now that i'm back from my hiatus um on apple podcasts and podbean um so yeah you can check it out thank you so much again uh that's all for this week <laughs>